Hello, welcome to the Bushley Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today, you're already shaking your head at me. Today, we're talking FTC versus Microsoft. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he's the neighbor that shoots fireworks off on the 4th of July at 11.30 at night while blaring Toby Keith music. Here in 10 nights, Brian Scalf. Okay, not Toby Keith. Not Toby Keith. Who? Well, okay. I used to be that kid. I remember getting yelled at by a neighbor when I was younger, but I was dumb and didn't know any better. And my parents were home. But now that I'm an adult, that exact thing happened to me. Fourth of July, mm -hmm. Allie and I are laying in bed. It's like 1030. I'm asleep and she's still like there's TV was still on and we hear huge bangs and then a car like peel out. And then that was a drive by. Like, yeah. It's just a <laughs> people just like yelling like ay, 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 ay. just like that it was weird wait was, no, hold on you're being serious oh dead serious okay i thought yeah. that was like uh they were just like screaming fun little things and more fireworks went off and uh that was it it was the first time i'd been the recipient of that and i was like yeah i would have been so pissed at me too is it crotchety to be annoyed by that no Maybe a little bit. I mean, like it wasn't it wasn't enough to make me go outside, but I also don't have children. Yeah, actually one New Year's and this is it's hard because it's like are you it's New Year's are you being a Karen. They were shooting fireworks right outside oh, Grayson's you're room. Karen. Grayson's room and he came out bawling because he was afraid. It woke him up in fear. And I was like, what I what my Karenness was, hey, can you like just move like one house down? Like it was in front of our house. I wasn't like, please stop. I was like, hey, my kid's like terrified and screaming right now. Uh, can you please move it down a house or two? Is that bad? My Karen? Yeah. Gosh. It's 4th of July. The way no, I, was I mean, I was, was annoyed. This was it, New Year's. Oh, okay. It was midnight. Even it was like better. after midnight. Yeah, but. even better. 4th of July is worse for that. But I was laying next to Allie and I was, I was perturbed. Yeah. Because like I woke up. But I was, she was like, should we say something? And I'm like, it's literally the 4th of July. Like, yeah. We, there's one night of the year that our neighbors are going to do fireworks and yeah. I just got to let it go. It still annoys me. It annoyed me, but I wasn't going to say I something. Didn't, I didn't say anything. It happened this 4th of July too and I didn't say anything. I was just like, whatever. And Grayson did come out this 4th of July. And it was like, yeah. I don't know if it was directly tied to that. He didn't connect the dots, but it was around the same time when fireworks going Any out, excuse so. to get out of the room. Also, dogs hate it, which is kind of kind of sucks too. Our dogs freaked out for sure. I also don't care about fireworks, so I'm probably on the wrong side of this. I'm just like, yeah. Fireworks are lame. They're lame. They are lame. Yeah. Right? Unless it's Disneyland. <laughs> Unless it's Disneyland. I knew That's not right. better. It's so much better. Have Disney you been? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. You, when's the last time you went to a Disney fireworks show? Probably five years ago. No. And this is your opinion? Probably 10 years ago. Okay. They're great. They're not that good. There's music. He's They're married great. to a Disney adult and no offense. <laughs> you said that. Like. You said that with offense though. Oh, I mean offense with Disney adult. Okay. I'm saying no offense, though. Like, there's nothing different they do to fireworks. Yes, there is. Ryan, like, anyone who's into fireworks is a dork. Yeah, I, I'll second that. But I'm Disney, more saying, too. All right. We're not here to talk about fireworks. <laughs> right into the show. Is it crotchety? It's crotchety, right? Were we yeah. saying it's crotchety? Yeah. Okay. Ryan, the FTC sued to block the Microsoft acquisition acquisition back in December. Mm -hmm. And just this past week, we finally get the court case where 
the judge is hearing, this is a US dis district judge is hearing both Microsoft case and the FTC's case, right? They're going at odds here. And we will have a decision by July 18th, because that is when the deal is supposed to close. If it goes beyond that, the deal falls through. So they had to do this case before that to see if they can actually acquire Activision Blizzard. Are you familiar with the FTC is? Well, yeah, but I'm not like, I don't know any names. Is that what you're about to ask me? No. Okay. No, I don't know any names. So for the listener though, I don't know, does, do names matter in the FTC? It's more of just like a body. It's like a governmental body. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's like a, a commissioner. Oh, yeah. sure. Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Um, so the FTC stands for the Federal Trade Commission. And for the listener out there who might not know, their whole purpose is to enforce antitrust law, so monopolies, and then also to pr promote consumer protection. So they're pretty much, they're, they've been toothless for like They're decades. terrible at their yeah. jobs. They're right. absolutely terrible. And for some reason, this is what they chose to go to bat with. And historically, actually, Microsoft was the other biggest case that's ever been with the FTC. Um, it was around back in the days of like Windows and stuff. Mm. So they have a history with Microsoft. Uh, this just happens to be the video game side of it. But really, I think just getting the perspective that the FTC are claiming to be advocates for the consumer, and they have people on their side, like PlayStation, who have other motives to block this deal. And then you have Microsoft defending themselves. So that's kind of setting the stage here. And through this court case, it's like a treasure trove of all of my favorite types of details when in the video game industry. It's all the business deals. It's all the drama. It's the nitty gritty. It's the strategic planning. This is what I love about the video game industry sometimes. And it's kind of the gross part because these publishers and video game manufacturers want you to believe that, oh, it's about the gamers. No, it's never about the gamers. It's about the dollar. I like the drama. I love the drama. And I'm sorry to correct it. It's can be about the gamer and the dollar. All right. They're, they can be mutual. But at, at the end of the day, these are publicly traded companies that are accountable to shareholders, not the gamer. It's okay. only about the gamer when that becomes about the dollar. It's only about the gamer when the gamer is giving you lots of money. Right, okay? right, right, right. So again, setting the stage here, um, I wanted to just kind of clarify that. Again, this is like one of the biggest acquisitions ever. $68.7 billion is on the line here. Um, we don't, as of the recording of this, this is Thursday, July 6th. We don't have a verdict yet. So by the time this episode comes out on July 10th, there might be a verdict, but I still wanted to go into the nitty gritty details of what we learned from this case, both on PlayStation side and on Xbox's, Xbox's side. And there's a lot that came out through this. So first off, Ryan, any questions up front? Nope. Stop me at any time. For the listener, Ryan has not been paying attention to this case at all. He knows nothing. So he is our layperson. He will be you for this For this. Are you calling the listener lay? Yeah, why not? What's wrong with being lay? Any issues with being lay? This is a trap. You... This is a trap. You created You're it. trying to get me to say something that I shouldn't say. I don't think so. I'm ge I'm genuine right now. I am earnest. Let's move on. Okay. I'm gladly. <laughs> I was about to. Is there like a really inappropriate joke that's going over no, my head? No, I just, you were, you were asking me if there's anything wrong with being lay, and I feel like you were trying to get me to say something offensive. No. Okay. I mean, that's where your brain goes, but I'm literally yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. hey, our listener probably doesn't know a lot of these details. They're the lay person as well. Or you're calling them dumb. I don't think a layperson is dumb. Okay, see now I that's offensive. You are being offensive. A layperson there dumb. you go. Yeah. I think you don't know what the definition of a layperson is. Dumb. There it is. Yep. 
All right. You heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> Ryan, the first detail that I want to talk about. Starfield was potentially going to be a PS5 exclusive before this deal happened. An exclusive? Exclusive. Xbox was going to be cut out from Starfield completely before they bought ZeniMax, a.k.a. Bethesda. So apparently Phil Spencer got wind of this, and this is kind of what sparked their acquisition of Bethesda. Oh, my. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Gosh. Like, they were going to do Xbox dirty, PlayStation was. Yeah. And Phil Spencer was like, hey, actually, we'll buy the whole thing. And you don't get Starfield now. That's baller. It's pretty baller. That is so baller. You've got pretend money, basically, when you're on Microsoft side. Your pockets are so deep. So deep. So I just thought that was absolutely insane that it's like they're really throwing that around. Like Sony has been like playing this game for a long time. Like they've been really going after exclusives, trying to get the Xbox community cut out of a lot of games. And I feel like Xbox is just kind of rolled with the punches for a while yeah and they may have just flown a little too close to the sun here mm-hmm. and ends up microsoft's like okay we're just gonna buy activision which includes call of duty yeah that's incredible okay so i thought that was cool that was a good thing to kick the yeah that kicked the case off actually it was one of the earlier things that came out this was like five days by the way too this case was going on for a while during all of this, uh, it was came up multiple times, but Xbox admitted to losing the console war. Uh, and I point this out because as consumers, we could probably say, yeah, they lost it. But as a corporation, they're making a case that like, hey, you need to let this deal go through. We're in you know, second to third We're place. Losing. Third place. Yeah. We're losing. We're not, this isn't going to like kill PlayStation. This yeah. is, we need this. So again, I think that's like posturing to the judge, but also at the same time, we recognize that, yeah, you know, kind of you, you didn't do great. Well, and this is kind of a, this is a really good position for Microsoft to be in because I don't know that they want to be in the console war forever. And we've talked about this before because yeah. uh, Sony is a hardware company. They make hardware for a lot of other industries that don't include video games. So making a video game console is, I would imagine, a lot easier for them. Microsoft is a software company. Mm-hmm. So their hardware, aside from the Zune, right, is just the Xbox. And I got to imagine they don't want to do that forever. So you see this push towards a subscription service like Game Pass and eventually xCloud for streaming. Because I think Xbox just wants to have their software on all hardware. I think that's what they would prefer. 100%. So for them to make the case... We're losing the console war. I don't think that, like, that's not a risky thing to say for them because I don't think they care in the long run. At this point, yeah, they're they're investing in subscription, not console sales. Right. And I think even further, Microsoft at large, when you reference them, they also are in the subscription game. You don't buy software anymore. Yeah. You pay a subscription for Office 365. You know, you get a license to Word. You don't really buy Word anymore. Right. So really both Microsoft and Xbox are ingraining themselves in a subscription model, not a, you know, uh, what would you call it? Uh, uh, not materials. Hardware. Hardware. Yeah. Which will, they do have the HoloLens, but I don't even think that's available to the public. I think that's for more corporate uses. Is HoloLens... They have their own VR headset, but I'm pretty no. sure they, they only sell to businesses. I don't think you can just I go haven't, to... I haven't heard much about that in a while either. Yeah. Um, and then kind of a slight correction, but Sony, I would argue they are 
pushing more towards software through their games, right? They're first party developed big AAA games. And there's some stats that come out actually on accident about how much it costs to make these games. So they invest here intentionally. Ryan, during the course of this, a list of 100 publishers, developers was leaked, mainly developers, was leaked, not leaked, I think released of groups that Microsoft was looking to acquire. A hundred, a list of a hundred, okay? Some of them are super small indies. Some of them are pretty large. I just want to throw it to you. Any guesses? Give me like, give me five guesses. The obvious one is Ubisoft. I don't think Ubisoft was on that. Oh, really? Yeah. I would have guessed for sure. Yeah. Um, I know about maybe 20 years ago, it was Nintendo. I don't think they would ever go after them anymore. No. Um, think realistic I'm thinking here. even possibly Steam. Well, no, they don't really make games anymore. So Valve, that's not, I should say. Valve, yeah. Valve's yeah. not making games, so they weren't on the list. Realistically. Think, here, think this. What would you want them to acquire? Oh, you can ask me that. I don't know. Anything. Throw it out there. I, I honestly can't think of, off the top of my head, I can't think of who it would be. Would you want someone to come back and revive the Halo series? Bungie? They were looking at Bungie before PlayStation bought them. So PlayStation currently owns Bungie. Right. Xbox was re-exploring that relationship to buy mm -hmm. them. In addition to Bungie, they were looking at Sega. Outright that buying Sega. Sense. It's a Japanese company. That makes sense. They were looking at Square Enix. Again, they're trying to get a foothold in the Japanese market. That's their yeah. weakest market. They were looking at Zynga, so the mobile side. Now, remember, Activision Blizzard, King. I was about to say, oh, yeah, King. Okay, so Activision included King. Yes. So they obviously have been pushing for a mobile presence for a while. I feel like Zynga was kind of in this before. That might have leaked before. They were I don't trying know. to get acquired. Maybe it wasn't Microsoft. Or maybe Zynga. Oh, Zynga was acquired. I think Zynga was acquired by Sega. I'm almost I can't certain. Remember, someone bought Zynga already. I think I think Sega owns Zynga, but yeah. So they're trying to push for a mobile through King. Right, right. Um, I'm looking at Zynga acquired by. Oh, is it Take Two? Take Two. Okay. Take Two Interactive. And they're come up later too. Actually, they're relevant here. So Zynga, and then I'm going to get into some. Uh, they were at least exploring this. I don't think they got into serious talks, but they were exploring the feasibility of it from software. Wow. CD Projekt Red. 2K? Not 2K. 2K is too big. Okay. Gearbox, which is Borderlands. Yeah. And then smaller studios, Hazelight. No way. It takes two. And Supergiant, which I was like, that's nuts. Like Supergiant, I love Supergiant. And I love their games. I love their studio. And that would have been a really interesting, cool fit, I think. But regardless, the summary here is that they were looking at a ton and they're constantly doing this. This is fairly normal, I think, for the industry. I'm sure Sony has a similar list. Yeah. The difference, I think, is that Xbox has been delivering on their list for the most part, is that they've been really acquiring quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, Activision Blizzard, the scale is unmatched, but it's just interesting to see, like, Sega Square Enix, that whole Japanese angle is still prevalent. The mobile angle's there. So all these rumors that you hear in the industry of, like, oh, they're going to buy blank, blank, blank. They're Sounds like they're pretty true. Like this research, this this data that came out 
shows that Microsoft is really trying to buy a lot of studios. Wow. Anyways, okay. Hmm. Anything else there? No, I'm, that's interesting. Imagine if they bought Bungie and Bungie well, went I'm, back I'm, on Halo. I'm almost wondering if they would have been better off buying all of those studios ex- instead of Activision. But maybe that Star, um, Starfield was important enough to them. Starfield was Bethesda. This is you should. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, or Call of Duty was more as important enough to them. I could see them still buying things after this. If this goes through, I could see them still buying a Japanese developer. I still think they need to go that that market. Yeah. Okay. On the topic of Square Enix, apparently they had, and this comes out from internal emails, Square Enix was a priority for them to buy because it would open up a new skew for game pass specifically on the mobile market and i don't i didn't realize this but apparently square enix games or they have games that run natively on the phone um, and mobile devices so they saw it somewhat critical for them to have a new skew so like this is separate than game pass this is separate from streaming these games are running on your phone via game pass and square enix would have a catalog of games that you could put in that pretty much i guess on purchase Mm. So you would play through Game Pass on your phone. You would basically subscribe to Game Pass and then you would be able to play these games native, kind of like Apple Arcade. Hmm. So Microsoft is exploring a competitor to Apple Arcade or even Netflix Gaming, which is very similar too. I guess, what are your thoughts? Because you are more on the outside of mobile gaming, but what are your thoughts on like an Xbox SKU for mobile gaming, like a mobile gaming subscription? Well, it depends how it, I guess, how it runs. I was... I think what changed everything for me, and don't tell Nick I said this. Um, you won't hear this. Was um, the Chinese Breath of the Wild knockoff. Genshin Impact. Yeah. Yep. Genshin Impact. Accurate. Natively ran on your phone really well. Yeah. And I think we all played that at some point. I played a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I played a shocking amount of that game. Mm-hmm. Um and I was kind of blown away by how good it looked because really the iPhone is probably better. I mean, it's definitely better hardware than the Switch. Definitely. So it has the capabilities. So that doesn't shock me, I guess. Um, if Square Enix is, if the games in Square Enix seems like the type of company that would make a game like Genshin Impact, um, that doesn't surprise me at all. It's, surprised, it, it's hard to wrap my head around it being like a Microsoft owned anything because we haven't i don't know that i've ever played a microsoft anything mobily mm. minecraft so, minecraft i never played mobile oh but yeah really not? but okay. that that's a great example but so i i think it would probably be grouped into like the ultimate subscription model yeah. right you i think they'd be like oh yeah on top of cloud gaming you and can also PC gaming, you can play this on your phone yeah so i don't know it would be nice it yeah it would be really nice because in the same way that the Switch, I can play on the go or dock it to my TV. If this is the same saved cloud to where I can play on my phone with a backbone and then just seamlessly pull it up on my Xbox when I'm home and actually play it there, that would be the move for sure. And that's the promise of Apple Arcade, right? That's what they yeah. do is that it's cross save. So I think there's, I think when you have cross progression cross save all these things between your phone your computer your your console yeah it's a plus yeah i mean they could effectively do exactly what the switch offers us yeah uh with better hardware and without the need of making a new like a dock 
kind of device. Yeah, because yeah, that's just all saved and you play on a, the better hardware now. Right. Brian, private emails between former Sony president Chris Deering and current head of PlayStation Jim Ryan were revealed, which highlighted the true opinions of Jim Ryan around this acquisition. I did see these. So for the listener, it I'm not going to read the direct emails, but in summary, Jim Ryan and uh, Chris Deering have no concerns about Call of Duty going um, exclusive. And in private, via emails, they literally are like, yeah, this is an exclusivity play. This is probably for mobile. Uh, this isn't a big deal. Our baby is fine. In, in reference to their the PS5. It was they weird say. they called it their baby. They called it their baby. That was and this strange. Specifically, I think Chris Deering said that. But yeah. their emails kind of show this fake posturing that Jim has done in public. Where this whole thing, this whole case is being pushed kind of to... Uh, the relevance because Jim is saying we're screwed. Yeah. They're going to take call of duty from us. It's going to kill us. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He doesn't believe that by behind closed doors. I almost wonder how much of those emails too, is them just trying to make themselves feel better. Maybe I think they are a little, it does read how that do way. You a not little bit? be a little afraid of losing call of duty. It's like, Oh, we're fine. Right. Yeah, we're fine. Right? Our baby's Chris, fine. We're fine. We're fine. Chris. Don't, we're fine. don't tell the board <laughs> <laughs> to further. Yeah. Exactly. To further add to this kind of sentiment, um, Chris Deering at one point stated that uh, Microsoft would have been better, better off announcing a new electric car instead of buying Activision Blizzard. Dude, they were throwing shade. Throwing serious shade. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm not, through the course of this, based off a lot of what we'll talk about today, I feel like I'm more on Microsoft's side through this and I don't want to have like corporate allegiance. I just don't, I don't care to have corporate allegiance. Uh, no. Like I said, at the top of the show, it's comes down to money. They really, if money and your satisfaction align, that's the sweet spot. And they, they operate in that. They try to operate in that, but most of the time it's money's priority here. But just based off these conversations, I, Jim Ryan is not likable. <laughs> um, no. Phil Spencer, I still find more likable, I think, after this court case. After Whether it's true or not, he seems more like he cares about the consumer. I don't know that that's true. Exactly. We don't see his private emails so much highlighted. Which we did see some of uh, private emails between Jim and Phil, actually, negotiating the Call of Duty deal. Mm. And the thing that stood out the most to me, it's not that relevant, but they keep saying, what's best for the gamers. That was their justification for the new, the proposed They knew terms. these emails would be public. Maybe. I think there's a sense that when you're doing a negotiation this size, and I'm, I'm sure Jim Ryan had cookings with the FTC about this being public. Maybe. I bet you they both had a good idea that those were going to be public. And so you're saving face by when, when one signals this is for the gamers, the other also has to signal this is for the gamers. But at the very least, Phil could be operating from, or either side could be operating from the sense of like, either one person could leak this. Right. And whether it goes to FTC yeah. filing or not. You don't just, trust. You don't trust your. On the other side yeah, of that. So yeah. So it's going to be as, as clean as possible because yeah. we get some emails that aren't that clean. Um, and I even think like this electric car thing, they weren't expecting that to get out. No. And calling it our baby, they weren't expecting that so to get out. So strange. Very strange. So strange. Okay. Next up, I real quick, I just want to say I agree with you. I don't want to it's not like I'm I don't think that Microsoft is quote unquote the good guy. But I think we can all agree that Sony is 
was kicking their butt and probably still 100%, 100%. is. 100%. And so I want this to go through purely because I want there to be good competition. Yeah. And I do want to eventually be gaming through the cloud. I think that would be a great future. Uh, and so I want Xbox to su- succeed at that. And I think they're going to have to make some money before that becomes like the norm. Uh, Cause they got deep pockets, but there becomes a, you still got your beholden to the shareholders and you still got to make money at some point. Absolutely. And so I do want Microsoft to be successful because I want there to be that kind of uncomfortableness in Sony mm-hmm. to where it's like, we really need to be on our a game because hardware is not around forever. Yeah. And, but our IP could be. And so what is that going to look like? How is this going to shake up? You know? No, I think the case for competition is the the biggest thing here. Yeah. It's like, what is the result that makes for a more competitive space? And I actually do think it is Xbox acquiring Activision Blizzard at this point. Yeah. Sony would absolutely eliminate Xbox off the face of the earth if they could. If they have the pockets, they would. Because they they try to do it all the time with exclusives. Mm -hmm. Starfield. Um, you know, they have timed exclusive all the time where it's like the first year is with PlayStation or you get this quest in Harry Potter with PlayStation or this, you know, skin in Call of Duty. Like they always try to do the exclusivity route to kind of I feel like they've had exclusivity things with Call of Duty specifically yeah. as well. Yeah, there's time stuff and all yeah. that. Yeah, they get it early. Speaking of Call of Duty, let's hear from our favorite CEO, Bobby Kotick. Oh, great. If you don't know about who Bobby Kotick is, listener, Bobby Kotick is the CEO of Activision Blizzard King. He has a very colored past as far as his leadership and how he lets his teams and studios run. I'll leave it at that. That's a really polite way to say that. Thank you. Yeah. Very professional. It's the dress shirt Jacob's wearing that. And actually, just stating it, there's abuse allegations all throughout Activision Blizzard. Bobby Kotick knew about it based allegedly. More accurate. Allegedly. More accurate. And uh, uh, he... Doesn't seem like a great guy. Right. Is that better? Yep. Okay. Rip still the actually pretty Rip ni- the buttons off your shirt. That's yeah. still pretty nice, actually, putting it, if yeah. I'm if I'm being honest. Yeah, There's yeah, more. Yeah. I have more I would like to say. People can look it up. You can look it up. Please look it up. Okay. Bobby Kotick had no faith in the Switch. Says he made a bad prediction for the Switch. Said when he saw the prototype for the platform, he thought the console wouldn't perform well in sales and it was a bad decision not being part of it and supporting it more with Call of Duty and other games. <laughs> it goes on so long. It's too long. Yeah, it's right? way too long. You got to cut that. Stop it, live audience. <laughs> Do you blame him for that opinion? Um, I was pretty uncertain about the Switch when I saw the Switch. I was too. I'm like, the Joy-Cons look dumb the joy cons the power i mean he's probably looking at like can we get call of duty to run oh, well yeah. on this yeah it's it was kind of a silly device um i don't know what i want to say because i kind of aligned with him when it hadn't come out and then i kind of saw what it could do and i was pretty blown away now it's worth pointing out too that in the interim between when microsoft made this proposed offer or this offer, or really buy them. I think they bought them technically. It's not like closed. But they signed a deal with Nintendo saying that they would uh, put Call of Duty 
on future Nintendo consoles for the next 10 years. Okay, 10-year deal. That's without Bobby's involvement, right? That's Microsoft making a deal, assuming they get Activision Blizzard. And I think it's interesting that uh, Bobby, so they asked Bobby Kotick, is there anything in development currently for the Switch? Um, and he said, no, there's nothing going on right now, but he's considering it. So it's funny that Microsoft is already... I wonder if Microsoft is trying to get Nintendo on their side in this fight. Oh, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. That, that's, that's Microsoft going, hey, FTC, hey, Judge, uh, Nintendo works with us. Nintendo's fine with this deal going through. We have a 10-year deal, and they signed it. That's what they're doing with that. Yeah. Um, but it's just interesting to hear Bobby. So we have to remember that this deal might not go through, and Bobby is still the CEO of Activision Blizzard making these decisions. So I think it's hilarious that Microsoft's like, yep, we're with Nintendo. Call of Duty's coming to your console. And Bobby is like, there's nothing in development. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's we're, great look. we're getting a forked company right now yeah. because it's like Microsoft make, is still making big plays and decisions theoretically. Yeah. Uh, even like tangibly, they're signing agreements. But, anyways, I wanted to point out the Nintendo relationship. Still a few more details on Bobby here. Yeah. And I don't think that that's abnormal. I don't think it's strange that Microsoft is doing that, even though they don't have the right to say, Call it's not of Duty weird. is coming. It's not weird. It's yeah. normal for people to do this while things are closing. Right. It's also building a case for this exact thing. For sure. This is nuts, by the way. This next, this next one involving Bobby. Um, during negotiations for next-gen consoles, specifically the X ser- Xbox Series S and X, Bobby Kotick negotiated a better revenue split with Xbox by threatening to remove Call of Duty completely from next-generation xbox basically just stating that like hey if you want xbox you're going to give us a better split with revenue because you know how when you sell your games on a a publisher xbox playstation Mm -hmm. the the publisher gets a certain percentage of that sale while xbox gets another percentage of that sale same thing goes for in-game purchases where that's where uh fortnite got in a big fight with um Apple, Apple, because right. they, the splits weren't fair. Yeah, Bobby just basically threw his weight around, saying, uh, "Yeah, you want you want Call of Duty? This is your new split." And they completely bent the knee and said, "Yeah, uh, we'll sign," because they knew Call of Duty is critical to this next generation of gaming. And they probably couldn't do that to Sony because Sony was winning. Sony has a much bigger stake. Yeah. Or when it comes to, they have more weight to throw around of like, hey, actually, we're a really large portion of your player base. Yeah. And if there is any truth to uh, Sony not being concerned about losing Call of Duty 2, uh, that, that may have been a remnant of them negotiating with Bobby. And Bobby may have tried to stiff arm them as well. And they were like, you are not going to stiff arm us. Which yeah. makes me think that they did have some confidence. Like we could honestly lose Call of Duty. They see fine. the numbers. They yeah. see the numbers. Um, I don't think PlayStation would have lost Call of Duty. I think I don't think they would have been open to losing it. I think they are more so aware that Blizzard Activision need needs they as need much as we need exactly. To. Yeah. I don't think Activision Blizzard needs Xbox as much. I know that actually. The yeah. statistics statistics are there. It's a much smaller install base. And they probably don't love Game Pass. They don't want their games on Game Pass either. Ryan, you just read my mind. What do you think Bobby Kotick's opinion is of subscription services? He probably hates it. He is not a fan, in quotes, of multi-game 
subscription services and doesn't want to put Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass. <laughs> so again, we're talking about two different Activision Blizzards operating right now. Yeah. Right? The Bobby Kotick Activision Blizzard and the Pretty Xbox much. Activision <laughs> Blizzard. Um, on the Xbox side, all of their games are going to be on Game Pass. Yeah. If this deal does not go through, don't expect Call of Duty or Diablo ever on Game Pass based on Bobby's comments. I find it hilarious that they are acquiring the company that's straight up like the ceo is saying right now i don't like that model like that's nuts that's yeah. kind of nuts to me yeah um so yeah to to that point bobby does not like subs subscription models and furthermore playstation chief jim ryan goes on to say that uh, and i'll get i'll pull the direct quote here um, because it's very relevant um playstation chief jim ryan says publishers hate xbox game pass it, in day three of ftc microsoft we got an inside look at microsoft's call of duty contract negotiations and sony's fear of game pass um, in addition to bobby kotick and jim ryan uh, ceo of take two which is rockstar mm -hmm. and all the gta's all those games strauss zelnick also said that day one subscription services don't make sense for the industry but jim ryan straight up saying that um, publishers and developers do not like game pass it's not true. Whole, it's not true as a whole. Hmm. But from his perspective, it's true. He doesn't want it to be successful. From Take Two's perspective, it's true because they don't want to put GTA on day one Game Pass because they've been selling GTA 5 for the last 10 years at almost, you know, they're still selling it. Still 40 selling bucks. It. Yeah. So it's funny just to hear the perspectives on the industry saying, oh, no one likes that. Well, if no one liked it, they wouldn't be putting their games on it. Right. Yeah. For some developers, it's like you get a, an immediate infusion of cash when you put something on Game Pass. Mm. It's like you could make up all your development costs in a minute by putting it on Game Pass. And then anything you sell on top of that is extra, right? I've seen small indie devs talk about, yeah, we've developed this game for three years and we made all our money back by just putting it on Game Pass. And then we sell on top of that is a plus. You also hear developers say, oh, yeah, we put on Game Pass and we had no sales anywhere else because it just killed sales. So there's yeah. two perspectives here. You get the marketing arm of Game Pass and Xbox when you put it on Game Pass, and then you might get the potential loss in sales if you don't if you do put it there. It also I feel like it really incentivizes in-game purchases, which I'm not a huge fan of because when you say like upfront you can make back the cost of your game and then anything on top of that, well if you're not selling on other devices because we would never buy a game on our PS5 that comes for free on Game Pass. No, it's very unlikely. Now, Steam Deck is a case for that, but yes, I agree right. with you. I agree. But with you. for the most part, if you have Xbox, you're like, you're if you have the option, you're going Game Pass. It's there for free because you're already paying for the subscription for free. So then, if you lose out on those sales, but then you have in-game purchases, you are making a lot more money. I feel like. And actually, an example, and I'm not. There's some in-game purchases I'm fine with. So Wreckfest is a game that we reviewed two years ago. Came to, came to Game Pass and I just played it and loved it. And they had some DLC for some new cars and some new tracks that came out after the game's launch. Yeah. And I was more susceptible. I was more likely to pay for it, those that DLC because I had no money invested into purchasing that game. Mm -hmm. So I think about like Fortnite. It's free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if if that model can give a game for free because they're so confident in their end game purchases. Imagine a model where you make your money back from a subscription service where mm -hmm. players get access to your game in a, a 
huge amount of players get access to your game. And eventually, whether it's on Xbox or any other device, because it's on xCloud. And so you're just going to pump out in-game purchases like crazy because you're confident that you'll even make a ton more. I think in summary, it's case by case dependent on that developer, yeah. right? What is their financial situation? What is what does their publishing situation look like? I think you wouldn't have a big player like EA throw in like their whole or most of their catalog into a, a subscription service, which is it is part of Game Pass. If you pay for um, Game Pass Ultimate, EA's catalog of games is in there. So it's like the proof is in the pudding kind of like, yeah, some developers want to work with Game Pass. Some don't. That's yeah. that's business. But right? you can't like just make a blanket statement yeah. saying they and, all hate it. And of course, his motives. They all hate it. it. His motives are to he would like Game Pass not to exist because it challenges its, its competition. Right. All right, Ryan. Because he wants to keep them on hardware. Ideally. Jim Ryan wants to keep yeah. the model. Because they, they will beat that game. Because they will beat it. They already won that. Yep. All right, um, Ryan, this is something. Let's put uh, a kind of check on the side of Microsoft's side of being the bad guy in this, okay? And maybe the bad guy. I'm going to give you a quote, and I'll, I'll let you be the, uh, the arbiter of what, what you interpret that as. So in a 2019 email, it has been real, revealed that Xbox Game Studios head, Matt Booty, said Xbox can spend Sony out of business. The email from 2019 addressed uh, to Microsoft Gaming CFO Tim Stewart, where Booty suggests that spending two to three billion dollars now will be beneficial to them in the long run. This came in the context of avoiding a situation where Tencent, Google, Amazon, and even Sony could become the Disney of video games, owning the most valuable content. So the fear of the FTC is that they do buy them out of business. Yeah. You now have a Microsoft executive, Xbox executive saying let's just spend sony out of business in quotes microsoft can spend sony out of business direct from an internal email so the fears are valid this is an internal executive saying mm -hmm. exactly what people are warning of yeah i don't think hmm. what do you think i mean i don't think it's a mystery that that's been microsoft's plan right? Just buying everything up and, and they can, they could literally spend uncountable amount of money on a lot of things. I guess what, what we have to determine or what the FTC has to determine and the judge has to determine is where do we stop? Right? So like is Activision enough because Xbox is behind right now? Um, is that what's going to catapult them into a better, more even playing field to where they're going to take off and then literally spin Sony out of business? Um, we, like I said, I don't want to come across like I'm being fooled into thinking that Microsoft needs help, right? Like they're hobbling. But I don't think Activision is going to be the tipping point. Activision's big. Big. Call of Duty's massive. Yeah. I don't think it's a tipping point. That, that's my, I think that's my take as well. Is and that, here's the thing oh, too. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. At any point, Activision employees can leave and potentially start other, other projects. Now, I don't know that they're going to not be put under contract. There's usually, so when you do an acquisition, usually your employees will sign a contract. They get a big sure. bonus for sticking around basically. And that's fine. Yeah. But in the long run, you're, I feel like if 
Xbox is mismanaging, if people are yeah. concerned about that, yeah. if you're not able to work on the projects you want, you're just going to go to another studio. They could destroy Activision Blizzard. A hundred percent. Which cases could be made that they're not doing great jobs with and their that studios. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that happens. And so it's like, and those peop- people can just leave and maybe not compete for a while. It could course correct themselves yeah. with their internal teams. And you're just going to see more and more studios sprouting up uh, with new IP and new things like that. I think that's just like yeah. part of the risk. And Microsoft is knows that. My takeaway is the same, is that it's this is not the tipping point. I don't see this as the tipping point of monopoly or of killing Sony. Right. I see this as a tipping point to become more competitive. And yeah. again, like we said, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Ryan, let's talk my, Minecraft. Oh, let's talk Minecraft. Dude, I've actually been wanting to play lately. Dude, okay, we've been watching Love Island. That Minecraft game for you? And it's like... Or show. I play Minecraft while me and Ali sit on the couch and watch this horrible trash TV. And... Uh, I've been playing Zelda while we watch Love Island and it's like not hitting the same. So I've been really tempted to get back into our Minecraft world and work on it. You put it back on the server. I'm there for real. Yeah. Like how soon? Uh, I'm playing Yakuza like a dragon right now. That's what so I'm after doing. that. Um, and I will say too, I'm really bummed that I can't play Minecraft bedrock edition on my steam deck. I looked it up. It's like barely possible. It takes a ton of work. Yeah. So I'll play it on my Switch. Yeah. Reluctantly. It's just fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Minecraft. Question for you. Which console do you think Minecraft makes the most money on? Oh. I feel like this is a trick question, and I'm going to say uh, PC, PS5. Wait, wait, wait. Makes the most... What console? Console. console. Switch. Correct. What's Let's ne- go. What's next? PS5. Correct. Yeah. What's next? Xbox. Can you guess the difference by chance? Just give me like a percentage base. I would imagine Switch is far beyond anything or is Sony close. Minecraft makes four times more revenue on Switch than Xbox and two times more revenue on PlayStation than Xbox. So it's double. So it's double on PlayStation, then double that. And that's Nintendo. Yeah. Isn't that, I mean, it's not too surprising. Dude, my niece and nephew only play Minecraft on their Switch. I feel like the Switch is the perfect device for Minecraft because of what I just described is you could still watch TV and play this game. And, yeah, and perfect. Play with your friends on the go. Yeah, it's perfect. That's enough for Minecraft. That's it. Yeah. Totally came oh, Minecraft. Dang it. We could talk more. I have a re- This is absolutely hilarious that this happened. This sounds like it's like out of a skit, but... Um, Trade secrets were leaked because of uh, someone used a Sharpie for redactions. Just a Sharpie. Oh, no. So you could see the words like under the Sharpie? Oh, my God. These are Sony trade secrets. That's amazing. So uh, you can see it. Someone Sharpied and then scanned it in. And oh you just have to like God, turn your head just a little open bit. open the file. Are you kidding me? You don't check? Do you use a PDF and just block Redact it out? Redact it. Like... They used a Sharpie. So uh, this is actually, I believe, Sony's fault because I think they were the ones redacting the confidential information. Um, so that came out. And then online, people were like, hey, we can read this. And they quickly pulled it all back out. Oh, no, they did not. Dude, so are you interested so in finding funny. out what came out about this? Of these course. trade secrets? Of course. Give me the juice. How much do you think it cost to make Horizon Forbidden West? And how many employees do you think it took? 
how much did it cost? I'm going to guess like 10 million. No, really wrong. 212 million. Wow. Yeah. 212 million to make Forbidden West. How many years? It was five years, actually. I think that's pretty clear, but that I think that was also reductive. It took five years to make. How many employees do you think worked on Forbidden West? Forbidden West, how many employees to make a game over five years? Oh, man. I'm going to be so off. It's fine. I would have guessed 50, but I feel like it's going to be like 200. 300. Wow. So what you're seeing here because that's huge. That's, that's a huge. huge. What you're seeing here, and they wanted to redact this on purpose because they wasted money. I don't know. I don't know. They made a lot of money on Forbidden West. They've. They? I'm okay. sure they made their money back. I just don't know anyone that played it personally. I played it. We bought it. I bought it, which I now own. <laughs> yeah, we share a library. <laughs> We're cousin brothers. Jim, don't come after us. Um, I think what this tells you, though. And why they wanted to keep the secret is it's like, no, it just takes a ton of money and a ton of people to make these high quality games. Mm. They also, Last of Us Part 2, that was leaked. 220 million with 200 employees. 200 employees, Last of Us Part 2. Part 2. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to insult anyone. I just, I didn't realize that's what it took. I'm going to look up. Forbidden West's, their, their sales revenue. Please do. I'm, I'm almost certain they made their money back. It's a massive success. They've been packing it in with the PS5. No. Um, I'm looking up. Okay, so for Forbidden West yeah. isn't Sony's most important, right? No. I'd say like God of War is up there. Spider-Man maybe is up there. Okay, what are you how, about, how big would you guess 343 Industries is? 343? 200 people. Feels like 50. 450. 450 people. Yes. Dude. Interesting. That's actually really disappointing. Yeah. So wow. here, Ryan, real quick. Um, the lifetime sale. So Forbidden West is sold. And this is as of May 9th. 8.4 million copies of Forbidden West. Okay. So you can do the math pretty quickly that they made a lot of money. There. Yeah. Okay. So. What you see here is kind of what it's taking for for Sony to put put out these huge, massive games that are reviewed really well. Forbidden West is a critical success. Okay, we, it didn't click with us. Right, people love it. Critics sure. loved it. Yeah, I liked the first one. We loved lot. the first yeah. one. I mean, honestly, I think it was a timing thing. We just played the first one too close to the second one. Uh, but anyways, un- more redactions came out out of this. Um, this is in regards to Call of Duty users. Okay, I need you to listen to this. And I'll air quote every time that this was a redaction. Or I'll just say it with emphasis because the audio listener won't be able to know. Yeah. In 2021, over 14 million users by device spent 30% or more of their time playing Call of Duty. So 30%, 14 million users, Call of Duty. Okay. Over 6 million users spent more than 70% of their time playing Call of Duty. This is PlayStation. And about 1 million users spent 100% of their time playing Call of Duty on PlayStation. A million people just play Call of Duty. In 2021, Call of Duty players spent on average of 116 hours per year playing Call of Duty. That's the average. 116 hours. Dude, that's terrifying. Call of Duty players spend more than 70% of their time on Call of Duty. And on average, they spend 296 hours. Call of Duty players terrify me. 
They do. <laughs> they're really so as a whole, and I, this didn't, this came out in a different, a separate document, but um, overall, thirty eight percent of PlayStation owners play Call of Duty. Wow, thirty eight percent. That's a lot of. That's a lot of Call of Duty. That's a lot of time spent on your PS five. And again, that's why PlayStation has that weight to throw around with yeah. Blizzard, with Activision Blizzard, saying, "Hey, uh, you're going to lose out on a ton of money if you don't put on our console." So interesting stuff there. That's the redaction section. There's some other stuff that came out that was uh, revealed because of a Sharpie, but that was kind of the, the big highlights that I wanted to talk about. So just real quick, 343 has 450 employees and their annual revenue is just 31.7 million. So that comes out to, and this is, I just Googled, this is quick math, so I can't verify this without reading more into it, but it comes out to per employee about $70,000 a year. For revenue, mm-hmm. they're generating that. So it's just a huge loss. I mean, three four is a huge loss, loss for, for Xbox. So I'm comparing the amount of money spent on Horizon Forbidden West compared to the amount of money they made with, was it 200 people? Uh, 300 for, for 300. Okay. 200 was that last one. And that's not even, I wouldn't put that in Sony's top It's up five there. money makers. I'd put it like number five. You, you Okay, maybe. This Halo could have been like the Xbox like flagship, like it had been forever. Yeah. They spent, who knows? This doesn't record how much money they spent. No, developing. But they only made $70,000 per employee. What was the total? Was that for a year? 31.7 million per year. And again, it's going to be different on years when you release a new game. Right. So that's maybe just like micro- microtransactions in the last year. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But I think... I don't know where these numbers come from. Unequivocally, you can say that 343... That's a nightmare. Yeah, 343 is not producing. Goodness gracious. In, anywhere near what Sony's studios are doing. Wow. Okay, some, some small details here at the end here. Um, it was re- revealed through court documents that Microsoft believes... Sony is planning for a PlayStation PlayStation 5 Slim to hit the market later this year at 399 this year. So that's Microsoft basically doing their market research, whatever their tea leaves they're reading. They're basically saying, yeah, you're going to see a new tier of PlayStation by the end of the year. Probably based on how, when they would previously had released Slim models. Maybe, or just like when you talk to manufacturers, you usually can get a sense mm, of, yeah. okay, hey, there's a demand going up over here. Our usual supplier isn't able to produce something because they're working on something for, you know, China has like the loosest lips when it comes to yeah, yeah. anything. So I think that was interesting that it came out. Uh, Ryan, when do you think Elder Scrolls Six will come out? Oh, according to Microsoft, twenty twenty five was I think what it was slated for. It was never slated officially. Oh, twenty twenty five sounds right. It was announced like three years ago though. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna guess twenty twenty five. Twenty twenty five. So that would be two years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Spencer said, expect it five plus years away. Why? Why, Phil? Five plus years. Why? Isn't that so disappointing? That's so disappointing. They announced it. I think I think it was 2020 they announced it at that uh, E3 or whatever we'd call that thing. Uh, did So let's see. Skyrim came out 2011? Yeah, 11, 11, 11. 11, 11, 11. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I'll never forget it. I was waiting outside a game spot at midnight. Loved it. So, so potentially like 15, 16, 
maybe 17 years. 2028. Since the last game. They At did least have Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, but I, I know. Don't count I that. Know. Is, is that not like... That was a waste. So I was thinking about this. You will <laughs> so not have... Because this might not even be on the Series X, right? You're probably going to have another Xbox console out by the time this comes out. Yeah, for sure. We probably won't be playing on Xboxes. It'll be xCloud. Maybe. Yeah. But right as of right now, we will not see a Fallout or an Elder Scrolls on this generation of consoles. There's nothing that came out that they're working on Fallout. It's all going to Starfield, which is kind of like when you think about IP, mm. those are pretty big. Like, how many Fallout fans do you know? How many Skyrim fans do you know? They better hope Starfield is really successful. They really need that. Test. It's kind of scary. It's Everything's in one basket right now. Dude, Xbox is sweating. They should be. I mean, I don't think that they... Long term, they'll be fine. But I'm just like... Phil Spencer might be sweating. Yes. If I'm leading the ship... Phil Spencer might be sweating. Starfield's about to come out this year. And the two IPs people love the most about that company... Are not are to be seen. not even close. Nuts. Wow. Dude, I was I was way off. Isn't? But no, off. you weren't way off. You were... I think you were in the sphere of expectation. I feel like when I feel like I remember from when they announced it, them saying something like five years out. And that was in the industry. Like, this is how long it probably will take. So add three more years, two more years on top of that. Wow. On the same topic of Zenimax, you know, the sphere of Zenimax, Bethesda, all those studios under Zenimax. Remember the Indiana Jones game that was announced? I do. This was like in the last year. It was just yeah. like that panning of the, and you see the hat and the whip. It was confirmed through these trials that it's going to be an Xbox and PC exclusive. It will not be coming to Sony. That's actually a surprise. Some people were thinking, oh yeah, you know, Disney, which I think is, I think D- Disney owns Indiana Jones. Yeah, they do. Um, Disney would want it on all platforms, right? They're going to make the most money that way. Nope. Exclusive. Furthermore, apparently Todd Howard is and this is internal emails, right? This is not marketing speak. I want to be clear. They were not expecting this to come out. Mm. Todd Howard is apparently the biggest Indiana Jones fan on the planet is what they're saying internally. And he's been working to get this game made for the last 10 years. He's been trying to work with Disney, whoever was owning, you know, Lucasfilm, I think owns um, Indiana Jones. So he's been trying to work with ownership to try to get some rights to make an Indiana Jones game because he's super passionate about Indiana Jones. It's not connected to the films. It sounds like it's somewhat like standalone story. And apparently the pitch that we haven't seen yet, but the pitch that they made internally and to Lucasfilm is like unmatched. Like it has people excited internally about how awesome this game is. Is that, isn't that exciting? No. It's exciting. I'm, I, you got my mind reeling now with this whole Disney thing. What? Well, now I'm wondering, because we've, we've compared Nintendo to the Disney of gaming, and I think earlier you even said Xbox was accusing other companies of being their fear, potentially their fear being the Disney that. of gaming. Yes. So I wonder if Xbox is straight up being like, let's literally be the Disney of gaming. And they're, I wonder if they are working on a relationship with Disney of like, we will do whatever it takes for Disney media to come out exclusively with Microsoft. I mean, I'm just I'm just shooting from the hip right now. Yeah, there's nothing else that shows that because Star Wars specifically, I think Disney made a mistake. See, they see that they made a mistake by putting all their eggs in the EA basket. One publisher. Yeah, I think they're going to see that it's more profitable and better to their image to have it in a lot of developers. Well, now you have a lot of studios under one roof that can kind of control IP really well. Maybe. 
I'm wondering if several Xbox studios would they would they would tell them you were going to work on a Disney project. So you think Star Wars, Marvel? See, but Marvel already is working with Sony, and they have such a firm. There's a lot of things already moving, but I'm saying future. They're looking forward and like we will literally be the Disney of video games by having all of Disney's stuff. Yeah, by literally being Disney. Yeah, or in the video game. I'm space. willing to be wrong here. I'm gonna say no. Okay. I'm let's how let's, let's look back and how many years would you be able to say that you have? Oh, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't. I don't think they would announce an official relationship until probably five years. Five years. Yeah. So five years. We'll circle back on this conversation, see who's right. Yeah. But at least in the interim, they would probably wait to see how this Indiana Jones thing plans out. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And I think we'll see this in the next two years, probably. Yeah. But I, I, I bring it. I bring I'm this all excited. up because this is a Zenimax game. This is you know these are resources that are going away from potentially. Bethesda usually makes fallouts in the Skyrims, but right. uh, Machine Games is working on this, and that's a Zenimax studio. Todd Howard loves Indiana Jones. I just love to see when a creator like Todd Howard, a passion project, a passion project. Yeah, he's getting the green light. He's got the he's got the bag of money from Microsoft. Let's do it. And the pitch sounds amazing. I was not. I couldn't care less about this when this was announced. Yeah. And just hearing internal emails that was this is again not marketing speak. These are just people talking about a project that's happening inside, I'm excited. This is an example of Microsoft being a good steward of yeah. a studio. Yeah. He's saying, hey, do whatever you want. 100%. Yeah. And I would like to see more of that. We'll see. Brian, that's it from the highlights for me with the FTC hearing. Okay. What do you think? I, uh, I think Xbox is going to win this. I think so too. I think Xbox is going to win this. I'm actually fine with that. Like, I think we agreed this isn't going to be the, the straw that breaks camel's back as far as like tipping the scales towards Xbox forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to win. I think eventually there will be a line drawn uh, as far as Xbox acquisitions. And again, acquisitions are great because they own IP, but you still need studios to work for you and you still need the best talent. And yeah. if Xbox isn't bringing their A game to the studios they buy, we're just going to see a pop-up of a thousand different studios. And guess what? That's great for us. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's... So the, the unique thing about the video game industry is that you have creators who it's feasible just to leave the company you are working for and create your own studio and create a brand new IP that people love. Yep. Like... IP is important, but at the end of the day, how many indie games come up every year that we're like, that's phenomenal. And then they grow and get bigger and they, they become their own studio. And then, then that gets acquired and then they leave. Like it's a somewhat a self-correcting industry, in my opinion, where even if you do buy everything up, people are going to want to leave those companies, those bigger companies and work independently and have that creative freedom. Yeah, for sure. Course corrects. Ryan, let's get into our forever young segment. So we have to talk over it right now? I don't think so. I think I, I let it play through one time and I never got the copyright. She didn't flag you. Didn't flag me. That never gets old. That's the best part about that song. That's all I want to hear of that song. Isn't it, It's the only part of the song. It pretty much repeats the whole time, right? Yeah. I don't know. I can say another word from that song. Ryan, July 6th, today. Today. Seven years ago. Seven years ago. 2016. July 6, 2016. Would you like to hear some music and movies for context? Would that help you? Sure. Okay. 
really weak on movies, by the way. I think I know what this is. Then hold up. Hold up. Okay. Okay. Movies. BFG. You ever see BFG? No. Big effing giant. <laughs> is that what it stands for? I, I, <laughs> I didn't that, see that one. For I always <laughs> read that as like, would you not read that it's as... In, it sounds inappropriate. BFG? Yeah. It's a big effing giant. Well, because you say like BFD, big effing deal. You know what I mean? Deal's not what enough. I... Not D, yeah, deal's not what I was going there. Yeah. Well. BFE. Big energy right uh, we're in a hole right now we're moving yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. bfg stands for i think big friendly giant yeah 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 star trek beyond came out never saw it couldn't care less you're naming things that i have no attachment to ethan maestri i know you like that ghostbusters the all-female version came out this is a trap i just said what this what is movie a trap. Came out. what do you want to say this is a trap anyway that was july of 2016 <laughs> those were the big movies Music slow slow year. Logic releases Bobby Tarantino. This is not for you and I. This is for Nick. Nick yeah. loves Logic. Yeah. Un unironically likes Logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all ironically like him, right? Yeah. It's like, oh for yeah, sure. Logic. Yeah, Logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast, like great. Yeah, right. But he likes Logic. So yeah. uh, Bobby Tarantino came out the album. Katy Perry releases Rise, the single. I don't know if you know the song Rise. Fantastic song. It's fine. Used on like sporting events. It's all about like, you know. Just like all her other songs. Sure. Yeah. Great musician. She's Perry. fine. Yeah. And then Blink-182 releases California, the album. This is their big return with Matt Skiba. Tom was in, in the band. We saw them live that year with Lil Wayne. I think that's September. No, that was the following year. Oh, was it? You yeah, are correct. That's in this. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Actually, you saw them in twenty. Like you saw them in twenty nineteen. You saw them two years later. Little only was twenty nineteen because that's when Grace oh, was right. born. Yeah. Anyways, Blink One Eight Two released an album. Music. Okay. Did movies? Was that were those really good reference points for you? No. Movies and music. Are you no, sure? No. That was the year I got engaged, and that's all I can think about. And that's why I think I know what this is. It's a huge game. Yeah. For us too. Yeah. Ryan, what game was this? Pokemon Go. Nice, dude. Yes, I can't believe I got that. It's the first time you ever got one on the first guess. Yeah. Ryan, tell me about where Pokemon Go is. See, that game changed our life. Okay, so that came out, so July 6th. My wife and I got engaged, I think, probably the following week. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact date. Um, you came to the engagement party up in Flagstaff, Arizona, mm -hmm. and you and I abandoned our entire family who was there to celebrate me and Allie getting engaged, yeah. and we walked for Miles. Miles collecting pokemon with horrible cell service do you, you remember, remember that oh do you remember going like out to dinner to celebrate and we, yes, were, like, we walked we like the target dude we convinced our wives to <laughs> they drove and you and i are in we're the back seat spinning. spinning the ball and we told them park right here no, no, <laughs> we wait, found, wait, wait, wait. I, what was it we found some pokemon like at a target parking lot and we made them park and we just caught the pokemon and drove home Dude, Dude, it's like incredible. I remember it came out in the summer, July. Yeah, summers in Arizona are so hot, are deathly. Yeah, and I was working a job I didn't like at the time, but I remember the day it came out on my lunch break, my brief little thirty minutes I had of you know respite. I went into the heat and just walked around this. It was an industry area. It's like just big warehouses, and I just walked around sweating, but so happily playing Dude, Pokemon Go. I remember leaving it open at work. So that I could get my steps 
You know oh, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, to like- It would kill uh, your battery. It would kill my battery, but um, I would put it in my pocket open so that I could hatch eggs because yeah. you're like always getting eggs. Yep. And then, um, man, that, you remember we'd meet up at parks and my brother got in on it and I had friends from high school who were local here that got in on it and we would all meet at like big parks and we'd just walk around. Yeah. It was like, we would have never normally all met up like that. Never. It was like a phenomenon. People were everywhere, dude. We would go to parks. My family would die laughing. Like my parents just didn't get it. And they would see there would be a hundred people at the park. Yeah. And then I think the year after we went to Seattle. We re-downloaded we it. We re-downloaded it. Seattle train. And just played a ton again. Yeah. Like we, we had we had both gotten, kind of gotten off the train. And it was like literally a year later. And we were like, for this trip. We're gonna we're gonna catch Pokemon we never had access to. So speaking of that, actually, I'm sorry. So there's uh, reportedly like there was a a big initial crash actually. So after that summer of Pokemon Go, you and I stopped playing, and a lot of people stopped playing. It significantly dropped downloads, users, and revenue. Um, and actually, I forget this, but it received bad re- reviews at launch. Like it was like yeah. middle of the road, seventies and lower. I remember that because it was kind of people it were pissed off about the gyms, yeah. How you caught the Pokemon, yeah. It wasn't built out too right. They they definitely iterated multiple times on it, but it's worth noting that. So after that initial crash in 2016, there's been growth every year as more players return to Pokemon Go, and Niantic adds new highly requested features in the game. To speak to the revenue aspect, in 2020 they crossed one billion in revenue for the first time. So it it continued to grow. Even after that. So it had a bad crash right at launch after the summer. And then it continued to revenue every year increased to the point where in 2020 it hit 1 billion. And in 2021, it was in 1.2 something. Million. I don't have a statistics after 2021, but it's apparently still doing really well. Yeah. I ended up years later. So after our trip where we downloaded it the second time, I downloaded it a third time. I don't know if you remember this because I had a neighbor in the apartment complex we were living with at, in, at the time. He was like a pro. He was a pro. Yeah. He was a pro. And this guy tracked stats. He knew all the tricks. He would like, he's catching thousands of Pokemon a day at that point. He had a Letterman jacket with like the Dude, Zapdos on he it. He was in like, he was in these forums, these like local forums of like, this is where you go. People would hotspot like, there is a Snorlax here now, shiny, come. And it's like, a swarm of 50 people would show up and he was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so they all just shared their data. He had like six, seven shiny Charizards. He gave me one. It was sick. And he was showing me the ins and outs. And I got really interested again because that was an aspect we never, ever explained. Shinies? Yeah. No, I got one shiny the whole time. I played. And he was all about max statting. So like he would catch thousands of the same Pokemon until he found one that had like the perfect balance of stats. Yeah. And they all had like their maxes in every field and stuff. It just was so interesting. They're they're turned into being a bit of strategy in this game. Did you just whip out Pokemon Go? It's been downloaded on my phone for a while and I haven't clicked into it. So I just clicked into it. Are you about to make me download Pokemon Go right now? Should we? Should we download Pokemon Go? I think so. It's been seven year anniversary. Ten well, seven year seven year anniversary. (laughs) That's the big one. That's you know that's the what's the the seven year hump hump. Dude, there's a Squirtle with a birthday hat on dude that has to be rare right here right now right now dude i'm down catching it all right i just did the the spinny curveball let's see if i get the squirtle with a birthday hat you know what has a birthday special event seventh anniversary party 
Celebrate seven days of unique in-game bonuses. There are a few games where I look back and I go, man, that was absolutely special. Dude, like, it was transcendent. And like I, with you and I, like we really got into it. Like we, I remember meeting up at like Desert Ridge. Dude. I remember like going to shopping centers. I remember like it would be consuming when we were with family. Like it would definitely take away. From oh yeah. Time. Yeah. Our wives were like not huge fans of it. <laughs> but uh, is that a shiny? No, is that a, that's not a shiny pony is that a shiny pony or like one of those very fairy variant oh yeah. how do you know about that is that new how do you know about that i think that's in the new generation anyways our listeners don't want to hear me uh catch pokemon right now but regardless hey go check out pokemon go yeah uh, apparently there's 71 million users as of 2021 it peaked in 2016 at 232 act million active users that's nuts 232 million people were playing that back in 2016 wow um and then lastly Niantic was valued at $9 billion in 2021 by this game. Did you imagine being the person who thought of this and being like, yeah, you, uh, it's now a $9 billion company. Didn't they have like, I'm still catching Pokemon for the listener right now. I mean, there's like, there's a Pikachu with a, a cake hat on. Like you don't pass that up. They've got me. I'm back. That's here right now in this building. Yeah, I just got it. I'm back guys. Welcome back. Wow. What was our, what's our club name? Or what's the... Uh, we were the yellow team. What are they called? It was a yellow team. No, there's a name there. No, it was like yellow. Insight or something. Oh, oh you're, right. On something. you're right. You're there's right. a story. It was called Inflammation, I think. Inflammation. All right. That closes us out for Forever Young. Forever Young. I want to be forever young. It's so good. Let's one more time, okay? Forever Young. I want to be Ryan, what have you been playing lately? Uh, exclusively Tears of the Kingdom. Exclusively. Exclusively. And? It's great. I'm sure we're about to have another episode on it, right? Whenever you're done, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I finished uh, a lot this past weekend. I beat it. So I don't know when that'll be because you you know that broken part of my brain that says you have to 100% a game. Yeah, but you didn't 100% Breath of the Wild, did I you? I didn't, but I'm getting dangerously close to feeling that desire and need. And define 100%ing this game, because there's a lot of different things you can do. I don't know. You want 100%? Right now, I'm obsessed with 100%ing the, the like armor, like the skins. Oh, that's that's all of them? Yeah. No. You, you'll burn yourself out in the game before. I have a map. Oh, so you're cheating now? I am cheating. Okay. Yeah. I beat the game without cheating. Except I had to look up where the Hylian shield was. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that was it. You have the Hylian shield? Yeah, I have the Hylian shield. Did you look up where it was at? Yes. Okay. But I didn't claim that was cheating. That's the one bit of cheating. I don't think that's cheating. There's some of these things there's like no way you would have found. Yeah, I know. That's an that's you just gotta Zelda. look it up. That's yeah. for you. So I just like looked up. I just don't have the time. So but. realistically, why not review this for a while? And I don't want to rush you. You do what you want to do here. Yeah. Because I, don't, I don't think Nick, honestly, I don't know if Nick is anywhere close to beating it. I don't know that Nick's going to beat it. I don't either. I don't know if Nick's likes it. I know. Right? Have, yeah, we haven't talked really talked that. to him about it. I talked it. to him a bit. Oh, does he not like it? He was just like, he's like, it's just not, it's not what I remembered. You know why? Breath of the Wild. You know what the issue is? What? Diablo. That's That plays into it. Primarily crafting. He doesn't like crafting. He hates crafting. He hates creative. Resort, like survival aspects to games, he hates. Yeah. He doesn't like to build things. Yeah. That's so, so true. I think that kind of nailed the coffin for him. 
Yeah. So we'll probably do, we'll for sure do a spoiler cast because I want to talk spoilers on this. Maybe I'll just beat the story and then go back and get the skins. Do it. Yeah. Because then you, you'll just be done at that point. Once you beat the story, you're like, eh, I'm good. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And That's so why I'm at. Part of my brain is like, don't finish. It's I like, put a bow on it. I'm done. I'm happy with it. I have a great experience. And I moved on. I moved on to Yakuza Like a Dragon. This came out of nowhere for, for me. I've been, it's been on it my radar. so random. Well, what was the trailer, I guess? We got that trailer for uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, which is coming out in November right. at the Xbox Showcase. And I was like, I love this trailer. I've been wanting to play this game for a while. And then it was on sale with Steam, 15 bucks. It's Steam Deck verified. Like the stars aligned pretty much. Yeah. Started it. I'm in love with it. I'm like 10 hours in now. And I, I'm, I get it. I get why people like these games. It's like super, it's like really good drama, like HBO drama going on, but with like the comedy, sometimes like an Austin Powers movie. So like, it's not taking itself too seriously, most of the game, but it has a really good compelling story that still drives you forward. It's a weird balance. Somehow mm. they, they land it. Yeah. And like, I'd say this game is probably 60%. I've just always been confused by it. It's like 60% cutscene and story too. Wow. So... I usually don't like that in a game and I usually like yeah, skip it. That sounds bad to me. But again, the story and the writing, it's so funny, but also compelling that I'm here for it. And I'm a Yakuza fan now. I might join him, you know? Yeah. This, the character here is. You need a few tattoos. Nick could join him. Nick could. Yeah. yeah. Great game. Um, I think Nick started it also. He started it on X Club. So I don't know how deep he's going to go down that, but uh, I will absolutely finish this game. I, I would like to finish it before. I probably won't start it in November because I'll probably still be playing Starfield. The sequel comes yeah. out in November, but regardless, I'm so happy I started it. It's perfect for Steam Deck. If you have a Steam Deck uh, listener, this is a great pickup during the Steam sale. Steam summer sale is going on too for for the listener. My momentum right now is Tears of the Kingdom until Starfield. You won't maintain that. We'll see. You're gonna play at least Minecraft on the side. I was Minecraft is the one thing that might mix in. All additionally, yeah, Pokemon Go. And Pokemon Go. Yeah. Additionally, I've been playing Diablo 4, uh, really enjoying it. I finished Act 2, and I finished Act 2 without finishing Act 1, so now I'm back finishing Act 1. Uh, and I plan to... I'm aiming to do the first season pass with Nick. Um, you start a new character, and it's kind of a whole separate story. Nice. So I want to do that. Diablo's fun. It's a kind of like mindless podcast game where I like to put uh, something I'm listening to on and then playing Diablo. Yeah. Because it's like the story elements are pretty light. And you don't really miss stuff by listening to something. So Diablo 4 is great. It's fun. And then obviously Marvel Snap new season just came out. Um, really good so far. It's the story. It's like uh, the Phoenix, right? Jean Grey and Phoenix. You don't have to explain Phoenix it. Force. You know, no, all that stuff. Not concerned at all. Okay. Yeah. Bad game. We will be doing a Marvel Snap episode, by the way. I already talked to. I will not be there. Uh, friends of the show. You will not be there. You, would you not be want to be there just to hang out on the couch? Or broken couch? I would be there to make fun of you guys for playing the game. Card games are cool, dude. What? You like card games? I don't games? know who that is. I don't know who. That's a mixed characterization. That sounded like you. No. Anyways, on that note, let's get into some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Upcoming episodes. We have a review of Tears of the Kingdom, like I just said. Diablo 4, Nick and I might do a review. You might dabble in Diablo 4, is that correct? Were you considering sure. it? I was until you guys cheated. I did not cheat. That was Nick. Just kidding. That was Nick. No, I was using that as cloud cover to not play it. Nick looked up a build, and Ryan defined that as cheating. Yeah, so cloud cover. Definitely not. Uh, definitely not cheating. Video game history episode still 
has to happen. We'll get there. I have to do that 70s one because I just yep. think that would be hilarious. The concept around it has to happen. Yep. And then we might do a Hall of Fame episode still. Also, things come up. We'll see. You know, this hearing, maybe more stuff comes out of it. I doubt it. I think this is the, we haven't talked about the, the acquisition on purpose, the Microsoft Blizzard acquisition, because it's just boring. Let's usually. not get political. Let's not get political. Yeah. This has been the most excited to talk about it. Like genuinely excited to talk about these details. So I hope the listener enjoyed that. Um, again, I, maybe I'm weird that I like the business intricacies and the drama behind the scenes. I think most people. You're like weird. Though. Really? Yeah, you are weird. You think most people don't like well, that? Not because of that, but you are weird. But most people would like that. Sure. Okay. I'm weird. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I don't know how to get us out of this. Any closing words? Um, yeah. Marvel Snap is a waste of data. It's a waste of ones and zeros. And there's almost no benefit to playing it. Aside from a huge drop in dopamine and testosterone. <laughs> And on that note, we'll see you next week. I love you. He's married to a Disney adult.